Glory to God. God is good. And all the time, God is good. <clears throat> so we're going to hear something new. Hallelujah. I believe that God has something new and important for us. Hallelujah. And this is a, a way that people don't, I mean, how do I say, this is a sure way to get what I'm about to share. But many people don't know that this is a very powerful method. But when it is used, you are guaranteed what I'm about to say. They are talking about how to be prosperous. How to be prosperous. How to be prosperous. Hallelujah. How do you prosper? How do you live long? The Bible says wisdom, in wisdom's left hand, is, in, in wisdom, wisdom's left hand is what? Who knows the verse? In wisdom's left hand. And then, yes. There's in wisdom's right hand, and then in wisdom's left hand. In wisdom's right hand is what? Long life. In wisdom's left hand is what? Riches and honor. Hallelujah. So many of us will get wisdom and get good health, get long life, get riches, get blessings. Hallelujah. So I want to share with us, you can find that verse. So in wisdom's right hand, just type wisdom's right hand is long life and it will give you the verse. Very good. Proverbs 3.16, some versions will say long life, but length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. Hallelujah. How many want long life? Yes. How many want riches and honor? You can have riches and honor, but have a short life. That is not anyone's portion here. Hallelujah. But you can have long life and be poor. The Bible says that there was a certain city that was a small city and a great king with many many troops was able to besiege that city and no one could go out no one could come in and the city was in trouble because this great king was able to besiege the city and was going to overcome the city and overtake the city but there was a poor wise man who was in that city, and that poor wise man delivered the city from the king. Think about it. A city that is besieged, no one can go in, no one can come out. So they sometimes uh, uh, leave you to starve, and then you surrender, because there's no one who can go out. And usually, they left the city to get food and water, and then bring the, uh, to bring it out, uh, back into the city. But if no one is able to leave the city or enter, there's no food or supply coming. So the people will starve and will surrender. So that's what they were waiting for. But there was a poor wise man who was able to deliver that city. But the Bible says that because he was poor, even though he was wise and delivered the city, no one remembered him. Hallelujah. So it's very important. I think that's in Ecclesiastes 9.15. Now there was found in it. Okay, let's go to 14. There was a little city, Ecclesiastes 9, 14 and 15, and few men within it. And there, was a, and there came a great king against it and besieged it. A 
built great bulwarks against it. Now there was found in it a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no man remembered that same poor man. But you and I will be remembered. I said you and I will be remembered. Because we are not going to be poor. We are going to be wise. Hallelujah. And God is going to give us riches and honor. And long life. Hallelujah. But he gives those to people who are a certain way. God doesn't give riches, honor, and long life to everyone. But he gives it to people who are a certain way. Nevertheless, you can have people who don't have God, but will be financially rich. God gives blessings that are more than money. When God is blessing, it is financial, it is length of days, it is tranquility, it is peace, it is a certain calmness. It is, it, is, it is so many things that come with God's blessings. The blessings of the Lord, they make rich, but addeth no sorrows. Those are the blessings that God gives us. But it also means that when the devil or the world or we do it ourselves without God, we can get finances. That one, we can get it. Because I don't think those who are drug barons and those who are these people, God gave them the money. But they are billionaires who don't know God, who cares God regularly. So the source of money, money, dollars or whatever, can be from someone's effort. Hallelujah. But it won't amount to anything. I don't want any money from my effort because it will not amount to much. I want, so, you, so the thing is that you and I choose who blesses us. You and I choose how we get our finances. As for the blessings, which are not just financial, it is only God who gives that. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. God is the only one who would give long life, who would give good health, who would give peace, who would give joy. It's only God who that gives that. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And he adds money to it. But you can do it with your own strength and make money, if you will. Because the percentage of those who make money with, uh, by their strength or without God are not many. Does Bill Gates, is he a born-again Christian? I, I don't know, but maybe he might not, he might not. Yes. Now, he, yes, so he's, he's a Jewish man. But we're talking about the Jewish people. God has blessed them with finances. And Bill Gates is a Jew. And you and I are spiritual Jews, so you should have a lot of finances. Hallelujah. Who again? Uh, 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 Steve Jobs. Was he a billionaire? Did God give him the money? Did, did he, was he a Christian that God gave it to him? No. So I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So we are talking about, so there's a difference between physical money and that you can get without God and money you get with God and tranquility and prosperity. The word prosperity doesn't come to the world. Because prosperity is not financial money. That's not prosperity. At least the prosperity, real prosperity is not just money. Real prosperity comes and the money is added to it. Hallelujah. And David used to ask, why is it that people who are in the world, 
people who are wicked, why does it look like they are prospering? They're not prospering. They just have finances. What did Satan tell Jesus? He said, look, look at all the kingdoms of this world. I can give them to you if you bow down. So, I don't, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think the drag barons and those wild people in this, I mean, who are millionaires, billionaires, God give it to them. No. No. The devil also gives money. Hallelujah. You can imagine those who, who do illegal things and the money they can get from it. Is that what you want? No. But there is a certain blessing that when God gives you, it is permanent. Look at Psalm 91, verse 14. And that blessing is very powerful. And that's the blessing David had. Psalm 91. Because he had set his love. Use NLT for this. No, sorry. NASB. NASB for this. David had that kind of blessing. And I believe you and I can have that too. NASB. Because he hath loved me. Because he has loved me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high. Because he has known my name. When God puts you high, he secures you there. There are people who become managers or become leaders, very high ranking, and they are pulled down. Was, who was it that was pulled down? What, somebody, it was Best Buy CEO pulled down at a point. Right? One of these, some of the CEOs, sometimes the airlines, someone will do something wrong and the CEO will not say something well and before you realize they are down. So they were not secure. But when God blesses, he secures you. I said, when God blesses, he secures you. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Even if you make a mistake, God will find a way to secure you there. Even if you talk foolishly, God will find a way to secure you there. Because when he does it, it is secure. He sets you securely on high because you have known his name. So I want to encourage us to desire not just any kind of... Don't, don't look for money. Look for the blessings of God. The Bible says that God blessed Abraham, and Abraham was very rich. Very rich. When God blesses, it is very rich, and it, 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 it is sustained. The righteous man or woman leaves an inheritance for their children's children. But how many people are righteous and are poor, die without an inheritance for their children's children? I always tell my people, my kids that look what I'm doing you have to desire it and, and, and try to help out because it will be left for you have I told you that before it will be left for you and when it's left for you you, you have to be righteous so that you can carry it on to your children's children their children's children and it goes on till Christ comes oh why is the clap <laughs> hallelujah I don't know if you get what I'm saying because when we do it God's way which we'll talk about God blesses Genesis 12 1 and 2 sorry Genesis 13 1 and 2 what does it say Genesis 13 1 and Abraham went up out of Egypt he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south and Abraham was 
very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Very, very. God bless you, those online. I want to say God bless you. And I pray that you are receiving the word. Don't just look for money. Look for true riches. Don't look for money. Because when God blesses, he adds it. Matthew 6, 33. You see people who have done well. They have a million in their account or two million in their account. They've not arrived. What's the point of having two million in account and then for uh, 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 70 years and then going to hell? Did you prosper? What's the point? Look, let's start from 30. But rather, look for riches, riches, riches. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? I'm not sure what's going on. For all for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. So the unbelievers are seeking for these things. But you and I are not supposed to seek for it. So it means that God expects us to walk in faith. Little faith is, oh, when am I going to have my next meal? Oh, I'm worried. Oh, where is the seminar that talks about how to get money? Where is the seminar? Am I preaching here? We are not talking about seminars to learn how to do more uh, 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 real estate or seminars to learn how to do, no, no. We are talking about seminars to pump ourselves up. Oh, God is going to do, God is going to do, and you are not doing what it takes for God to do. Am I preaching here? So the Gentiles are seeking for certain things, and God is saying that little faith is always seeking for certain things. But the people of faith don't need to be seeking. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Next verse. But seek ye first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So it means that the one who is of faith will not seek for the things that they need. The person who is of faith, the things will be added unto them. So it means that you are doing what you need to do, and they are being added unto you. Millions are being added. Am I who glory? I said millions are being added unto you. You don't need to ask for it. The righteous person who has faith doesn't need to ask, oh God, can I have money? Oh God, give me money. Oh God, give me money. Oh, I, my name is Jimmy. Yeah, please give me what you can get. No, 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 no. No. The righteous person who has faith is not asking, is not seeking, but they are being added to him. They are being added to her. I don't know what I'm preaching to somebody here. The righteous person who has faith is expecting to be rich. Not for themselves. I'm telling you that anyone here or watching who wants to be rich so that they can support the kingdom of God and that's what we'll be talking about in this series will be rich. They'll be rich 
they will be sustained in their riches. They will have fulfillment. They will be blessed. There will be a meaning to their lives. And they will be in heaven. Versus someone who will try, 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 try to have riches and get nothing at the end and die with a broken heart with no riches. Why do I say that? Look at uncles. Look at people around, people we know. Look at your neighbor. Look, just look at your neighbor. Look at those in your neighborhood. And ask, tell me which of the people who are driving on the streets, if the general person has this and on it. Yeah, you have a few. One here, one here. But the general person, even those at work, which of them are millionaires? If they are millionaires, they will be at their work. Am I preaching? They will not be at the job place if... I, and all the people who you work with, if they were millionaires, they had multi-millions, would they be in the cubicle? I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here. If they are working, it's just to do something. But when God blesses. So look for the blessings that come from God. Because the blessings of the Lord, they make rich. Rich in health. Rich in life, rich in abundant life, rich in joy, rich in peace, rich financially. And they added no sorrows. But the wealth, you can have all the money, but there will be sorrow. I don't know what I'm speaking to someone who is watching. There, is some, there, there are some people who are watching who are, their main goal is that I want to be rich. The Bible says that those who seek to be rich will err from the faith and they will pierce themselves with so many sorrows. But those who are not seeking for riches will be rich. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. They'll be rich. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he added no sorrow with it. Ah, Satan. He's going to give money. And you say bye-bye. No, there's a string that's attached. Pull it. What's the string? Depression. When I was in the world, and I saw the rich people who I looked up to committing suicide, depressed, being shot in front of his gate. <laughs> I said, look, this thing. A rich man who couldn't sleep. <laughs> then I said, no, 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 this is not what. I mean, do you think Michael Jackson, if he had the chance to be like you and I, he won't be like us. He, at a point, money doesn't matter. Someone who has cancer and is about to die. Steve Jobs, if he had a chance to be like one of, uh, one of us or watching, he would have chosen that. Michael Jackson, if you told him, give me half of your wealth or give me all your wealth so that you can, and, and I'll, I'll guarantee you sleep. He would have said, look, take the money, let me sleep. The blessing of the Lord, it make, I don't know what I mean. Am I speaking to somebody here, Michael? The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrows. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Next week, God, we will start with the, the actual things to do to be rich. To be rich financially, to be rich in every way. And it's all Bible, it's clear, it's written. How many are interested in that? So, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that, look, there, there, you see, there is a certain 
vexation, uh, there's a certain travail and evil under the sun. There is a certain pain under the sun where God will give someone riches. But the ability to eat those riches has not been given to them. And that is a gift from God. So you can have people, I mean, imagine someone is a billionaire and is always working. Even time to eat good food he doesn't have or she doesn't have because they are always on the road eating junk food. They, 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 they don't have a happy home. They are miserable. They are depressed. They are lonely. They have the money, but the ability to enjoy it, they don't have. But you and I, when God blesses us, he will bless us financially and we will have a good quality of life. Oh, I thought I'd hear amen. Yeah. Ecclesiastes 6. Let's start from 1, 1 and 2. Joel, am I preaching to you? Yeah. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun. And it is common among men. It is a common thing among men. There is a certain evil under the sun. And it, you see, when you say it's common, it, it is, it's a common phenomenon. It is the general population are experiencing this. And the general rich millionaire, billionaire is experiencing this if they didn't get it from God. A man to whom God hath given riches, wealth, and honor. Because, you see, God, you see, there's, you can get riches from the world from the devil. You can also get riches from God. But the fact that God has given you riches, depending on what you do, you can get honor. You can get the ability to eat it. Be- I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Or you can just get riches from God. And, you, you, and then you don't want to do anything else to get the honor and the long life, all the different things. You only get the riches. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. A man to whom God hath given riches, wealth, and honor. So that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he desireth. Yet, God giveth him not the power to eat thereof. But a stranger eateth it. It means the person will die there. God forbid. There are people who built houses and died before moving in. Look. There are people who you build a house. As soon as the house finishes, you die. There, there, there I know someone who finished university, took his exams, got a good job, but died before starting. <laughs> so it meant that the ability to eat that job was not given to him. But it's going to be given to you and I. Glory. A man to whom God had given riches, wealth, and honor, and so, so that he wanted nothing for his soul of all that he desired. Yet God giveth him not power to eat thereof, but a stranger eateth it. This is vanity and it is an evil disease. What's the point of working so hard? And then saying to yourself, okay, I've worked hard. I'm now coming to enjoy it. And then you die and someone else eats it. I don't want to just leave an inheritance for my children and 
not get benefit from it and they are enjoying it. No. No, 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 no. God forbid. No. I want to enjoy it well. And then they can enjoy whatever is left. Why should I suffer for someone to just enjoy it and then I didn't come to everybody's living their life now. But the righteous person enjoys their lives and then gives leaves a lot of inheritance for their children and their children's children. Amen. And that is what God wants for you and I. But I'm I'm, I'm trying to explain the difference between God's acting on it or doing it and the world doing it. And many Christians fall into the temptation of let me use my own strength. Let me do it my way. I'm not saying we shouldn't work hard. I'm not saying we should. You can work very hard, but make sure you are acknowledging God and it is God who is giving it to you. That's the difference. Make sure that I do whatever God said I should do for him to bless. If God says, when you do A, I'll bless you financially. You do B, I'll bless you with, with wealth. You do C, I'll bless you with long life. Then do it. Then you know for sure that it is God who is giving you the riches. That's why Abraham said, no, I'm not going to take any gift from the, that, the, the king. Because if I take a gift from the, the king, the king will say that he is the one who made me rich. No, I want it to be clear without a doubt that it is God who gave me the riches. That's how you and I must do it. You and I must do it so that there will be no doubt in my mind or our minds that it was God who gave it to me. But ladies and gentlemen, you and I have to decide in our hearts that we are going to commit ourselves to God and to what God has written in his word. Look at Galatians chapter 6. Let's start from 1 to 10. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a trespass, a lapse, or a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. I was watching the true account of, is it, of course, Jim Baker and then Jimmy Swaggart. And how many know who is that? Oh, okay. And and then there was also one of these presidential candidates who was fighting Clinton or fighting somebody. One of I can't remember the details. Of, hey, yes, you did this. This Lewinsky thing. Blah, blah, fight. But there was also another man who was a mayor or one of these guys who, was, who slept with a woman in the corner and then admitted it, didn't insult anybody, just went quietly and admitted it and was relaxing. Some guy, do you know what I'm talking about? In New Jersey, one of these big places. <laughs> anyway. But you see that the, 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 the people who were so judgmental who were accusing and pointing figures, they did even worse. They were, they were disgraced. Because the Bible is saying, 
restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted with the same temptation that you were accusing. So what does it mean? It means that when we see that someone, of course, this is just by the way we are getting to a point. I'm just touching on it. But when we see that someone is at fault, let's relax. I was watching a, a camp meeting, very powerful camp meeting that happened recently. And the bishop was explaining how we are all human. So nobody is perfect. But when you start to look at faults of people, you might find faults, but you miss out on many blessings as you are finding the faults. Because those faults will hinder you from receiving what you can receive from the person. We can put your hands together for that. So I hope that it's advice to those who like look at this uh, 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 fault finding people. Hallelujah. And I realized that look, this is a very important thing. That we should be very careful how we respond to people who are down or people who are at fault. Because the way we respond to them will cause God to allow, not he will not cause it, but cause God to allow us to be tempted with the same temptation, which will not come from God, but come from the devil. Does that make sense? Continue. This is not where we are going. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So you and I must love each other and bear each other's burdens. When someone is, is in trouble or going through a difficulty, we shouldn't mock or push them aside, but we should bear their burdens. Oh, this person is going through a difficulty. Is everything okay? Show concern. Bear each other's, look at it in NLT, bear each other's burdens. Bear ye one another's burdens. This is the law of Christ. Because when you bear, you can't, you can't bear someone's burden unless you love the person. Share each other's troubles and problems. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Did you get that? So it means if you have an issue, or I have an issue, we must be concerned about each other as Christians. Because that's the law of Christ. Be concerned. Oh, Michael has an issue. Oh, what is the issue? Genuinely. But I've come to see that many Christians, it's not genuine concern. They just want to find information to go and talk about. That's the general Christian. Oh, Michael, oh, there's an issue. Oh, tell me. Oh, consent. So that they'll have information to go and tell. Place abroad, like King James says. Very rarely you have people who genuinely care or want to know what someone is going through to help them. But that's something we can pray about. Hallelujah. Next verse. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. You are really a nobody. Now, this is very important. Because, look, God has given us, maybe it's the people who are watching or here, maybe it can apply to, I'm taking it for myself too. We have to take it for ourselves. But sometimes we might feel, you see, anyone who can help a poor person and doesn't help, they feel they are too important to help the poor person. Let me repeat. Anytime, if I have $100, 
and I can help a poor person with $20 and I don't help that person, I think I'm more important than them because if I really felt that I could have been that person, I would quickly give to help that person. Can put your hands together for the Lord? Because I, I, I mean, I, I don't feel superior to that person because if someone has had cancer before and God healed them and they see another person with cancer, if they can help that person, they will because they can identify with the person. In the same way, if I don't feel I'm better than someone who is poor and the person is in need and they're looking for $20 and I know I have the $20 to give them, if I don't give it to them, then it means that I feel I'm better than them. I don't feel I could ever have been in their situation. But because you and I must say to ourselves, look, I was just fortunate. God's grace caused me to be born in these circumstances. Or I could have been born into a poor family, but God has brought me into a certain privileged position where I can afford more than this person. So let me find a way to help that person. But Christians won't do that. Rather, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. How can you? God is watching someone who is dying of hunger. And the Christian, instead of saying, oh, God, give me the grace to help this person. God, bless me. Meanwhile, you have thousands in the account. God, bless me. God, bless me. Why not, oh, God, you've blessed me with a thousand. I, I, I know I want ten thousand, but you bless me with a thousand. Lord, help this person who has nothing. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. And you are really a nobody. Hey! But you see, there are implications to how we behave. When God sees the heart, that's what the Bible says, he that considereth the poor. Look at Psalm 41, verse 1. We won't go into that. Maybe later on, but I just want to just show you something. Psalm 41, verse 1. NLT, you can keep it in NLT. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here. Psalm 41, verse 1. Psalm 41. Psalm 41, verse 1. And it says, He that considereth the poor. Is there a struggle with Psalm 41, verse 1? Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. Look at another version. ESV or something. Come on. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. <clears throat> Look at Amplified. The, my Amplified. Not the, I'm talking about the Amplified with the parenthesis. Amplified. Blessed by God's grace and compassion is he who considers the helpless. The Lord will save him in the day of trouble. So don't worry about that part. But the point is, sometimes just thinking about them without even doing anything is enough to touch God's heart to say, wow, this person, they, they think about. They, 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 they've not even given anything yet, but they are thinking about. If they had, they would have given. How many Christians think about it? How many Christians? Imagine you, a fellow a, a, a Christian, watching. Imagine you were in their shoes. How you would pray for someone in your position to help you. 
let's continue. This is just introduction. We'll go into details later. Let's go ahead. The Lord will present. Yes. Let's let's go to uh, Galatians. Let's continue. I was getting to a point with Galatians. Galatians six. Was it verse three or four? Where, where were we? I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. This is very important. Galatians six, verse two. I didn't say Ecclesiastes, I said Galatians, the church at Galatia. <laughs> Bear ye one another's burdens. Continue, verse 3. For if a man thinketh himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Use King, uh, uh, NLT. So you see how King James says it. Okay, next verse. So I just want to encourage you. Because I, 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 anytime I t- see something like that in the Bible, then I think about it. Do I... Is that how I am? Do I always want to help the poor? And there's a way to help the poor. Michael, can you kindly give an example and go? There's a way. I can decide that as I'm helping, well, of course, these are millionaires. But you are just using an example. Imagine I'm helping, okay. Here's hundred dollars, but I'm I'm giving here's hundred dollars as if I'm better than you. You know you can give to a poor person with the heart and attitude of you being better than them. Sometimes when we go to some different countries or downtown, some of them tell us that we are different from some of the people who come because some of the people who come they behave as if they are better than them. When the, when the people are dancing and jumping. The others are just, they give them the money and go. But they are surprised you also jump with them and dance. And then there's also another way of, oh, yes. And then when, when you say thank you, no, 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 no. Let's thank him. He's, he's the one. He's, I, I, I didn't, we are the same. He's the one you should thank. Versus say thank you. Put your hands together for them. There's a difference. Oh, put your hands together for these actors. <laughs> there is a difference. Next verse. But let every man prove his own work. Okay, NLT, please. sure to do hey, hey, hey. okay let's stay here please be sure <laughs> to do what you should for then you will enjoy the personal satisfaction of having done your work well and you won't need to compare yourself to another anyone else so be sure to do whatever you need to do and to do it with joy and do it well. Next verse. Those who are taught the word of God should help their teachers by paying them. Next verse. Don't be misled. Remember, 
that you can't ignore God. Let's, okay, let's now switch to King James so that we get it properly. Because this ignore God thing, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> King James, Galatians 6, 7. Wow. Looks like the, I'm not sure what's going on there. Let me have this Bible right here. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. You can't mock God. You can't find loopholes with God. That's what the Bible is saying. You can find loopholes in any human institution, but God, you can't find a loophole. It's airtight. Zero percent. There's a zero percent chance of finding a loophole. If there is in quotes a loophole, it's messy. But there's no loophole. It's just his mercy. Just his mercy. That's the only thing that you can wiggle your way through. And as soon as you go, then you kneel down and say, God, mercy. I throw myself at your mercy. <laughs> That's the only thing. That's the only thing. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Do you know what I used to say to myself and to people? I used to tell myself that, let me enjoy my life. Let me enjoy the pleasures of sin. Then when I'm about to retire, I'll give my life to Christ. Think about it. Have you felt that way before? You've told me. <laughs> Let me enjoy my life. That's what I used to feel. Let me enjoy. But I could have died before. What's the guarantee that you will live and not die before then? For whatsoever a man soweth, whatever we do, we will reap the result of it. Verse 8. I'm shocked you are in verse 9. Verse 8. Whatever we do, we will, <laughs> we will reap the result of it. Please, verse, verse 8. We, we will reap the result of it. If we sow to the flesh, we shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. I don't want to go too much into the because I'm trying to get to a place. But when we sow to the flesh or the fleshly desires or things of the flesh, we will reap corruption. So, I mean, let, let me make it, let, let, let's go to the easiest example, or not the most difficult example of, let's assume you work on your body. You do exercise, you work on your body, you do everything well, it will go to the ground eventually. And it will corrupt, it will decay. No matter how nice we do our bodies, you can polish your body. You can do everything nice. You can look good. It will, it, will, it will turn to corruption. It will decay. Hallelujah. But of course, this verse is talking about sowing into flesh, the fleshly desires. Sowing into gluttony. Sowing into uh, 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 unforgiveness. Sowing into sexual immorality. Sowing into every, whatever the thing is. Sowing into the flesh. We will of the flesh reap corruption. But also, it's also saying that no matter how well we do with our bodies, if you focus on your body, you sow everything to this life, 
my, what I wear, my body, my clothing, uh, uh, what money. It will be. It will be remain on earth. It's not going to go anywhere. It's going to be useless. But if we sow to the Spirit, we sow to the Bible, we sow into reading the Bible, we sow into prayer, we sow into church, we sow into spiritual activities, we will of the Holy Ghost, capital S, reap everlasting life. So anytime we sow into the Spirit, we sow into the spiritual things, we sow into the Holy Ghost, we sow into prayer, we sow into the word, we sow into church, we sow into keyboard play, we sow into drumming, we sow into whatever we are doing, we will reap everlasting life. <clears throat> so, what are you and I sowing into? Because at the end of the day, if, look, let's take it that Christ comes as I'm preaching. Everything is ready for Christ's return. If Jesus comes as I am preaching, everyone who did not commit to Jesus, didn't sow into spirit, will be afraid. And didn't walk in love, they will be trembling. And some or a few of those will narrowly escape as, through, as though through fire. But those whose glory, those who sow to the Spirit, will be glad. Even though I will say, no, God, no, 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 I've not finished. I have to do more. No, not now. But I'll be saying, no, now, because there's fire, I'm feeling heat. No, that's not what, no, no. It should rather, all of us, let it be that when we are saying, no, 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 not now, it's not because there's heat. Let it be because we, there was much more we wanted to do for God. I don't know what I'm preaching to somebody here. Yeah, put your hands together for the Lord like Joel is saying. Yeah. If Christ, uh, you see, and because <clears throat> Christ can come anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, Christ Jesus, our Lord, can come at any time. My sister is, when you were younger, rapture, tribulation. I mean, she was, she's an end times prophetess. There was a time, there was a school bus. Or I, yeah, I think, I don't know whether it's a story, I think it's real life. I'll ask her. There was a school bus. Bah! She thought the, spl- the trumpet had blasted. But she knew that, no, I'm a Christian. No, it's not, it's, no I can't. there's no way I'm left behind. <laughs> no, I'm not left behind. And by the grace of God, she wasn't left behind. No, I cannot be left behind. If there's a blast, but imagine you are doing something naughty. Bah! But do you know why it will not be true? It will definitely not be the rapture. Because that blast will only be heard by those who are going up. And those who are dead, the dead in Christ. The people on earth, they, whether they, they, it's not going to be significant to them. Am I preaching? I'm talking about the trump of God. And the, the shout of the archangel and the trump of God. And then the dead in Christ shall rise first. 
Amen. Now let's go to verse 9. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So God is telling you and I, do not be tired of doing good. Do not be tired of doing good to people. Do not be tired of doing the good news. Do not be tired of doing what the Bible says. Do not be wary of well-doing. In well-doing, well-doing includes the Bible, includes our Christian lives, includes what we do for God. Don't be tired of doing good. Why? Because there is a season. There's a, there's a season, in due season, at the appointed time, we will reap a, a, a harvest of blessing. We will reap a harvest of plenty. We will reap a harvest of favor. We will reap a harvest of good fruits. We will reap a harvest of millions. And they will be caught up. We'll be caught up. I'm not expecting, and I pray you are not expecting to be in heaven with a small crown. No. How many want to, I expected to be in heaven with some small crown, no crown. Just, I, I just made it to heaven. Is that what you're looking for? In the past, when I first became a Christian, I just said, look, I just want to enter. Even if I'm at the far back, I just want to be there. No, no. If that is the case, before heaven, God knows I'm speaking the truth. If that's the case, and we are all going to be the same, um, there will be no need to hold a mic. Because I can just sit down in the congregation and there's no benefit. What's the point? Why, why will I be a pastor? I mean, I'm like all of you. We all work. I'm not, it's not as if I'm getting any extra from the offerings. So what is it? What is it? Is it allowance? There's nothing like allowance. It's Jesus. So there must be something I'm expecting from God, not only on earth, but in heaven. Otherwise, then let's sit down and look for someone else to do it. There's no point. There's no point. But you know God is very happy with this attitude. According to Hebrews 11.6, he's pleased with it. Because he says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, when I believe that what I'm doing will be rewarded by God, he's happy. And that is the motivation. <clears throat> you see, it will motivate you to do anything for God when you know that God will reward you. I want him to reward me on earth, but the real reward I'm looking for is in heaven. Because how long do I have on earth? How long do we have on earth? Hundred. If I live hundred years, I'll die. <laughs> oh, you don't believe it? Even if I'm age one hundred, I will still die if Christ tarries. So my reward, I want on earth, but it cannot be all I'm looking for. I must be looking for a bigger reward in heaven. That that is that's where my eyes are. My eyes are in the heavenly reward, the crowns. The, and, and the, the, the crowns, the splendor, the, the brightness, shining like the stars. And this one, it won't end. It's not like a, a term, 50-year term. It's forever. I said that what we do on earth 
will determine how we will live in eternity forever. Whatever I get, let's assume I'm king and I just need to wish, oh, I want a million dollars and it will come. Anything I wish for a year, I can get. I know what I'll do. I'll be a trillionaire for life. Everyone I know will be a trillionaire because I know how to wish. You wish well. Let's assume that was out. You will still die. So it means that it is a short enjoyment. So I must aim for eternity whilst expecting a good blessing on earth. Let me finish with Colossians 3, 1 and 23. Colossians 3, 1 to 3. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here. Then we are going to talk about from next week, God willing, the steps. Am I preaching here? The steps. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where? Above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. That's where, that's, those are the things we must be looking towards. I don't, am I preaching here? That, that we, our goal, if we have been risen with Christ, our goal should be, I'm seeking for. The Bible says in Hebrews that look, they look for a building and a city which, whose maker and builder is God. Next verse. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Why? life is hid with Christ in God. Next verse. Oh, glory. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. I love this verse. When Christ, who is our life, is he my life? Is he your life? When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, glory. What a day it will be. What a glorious day it will be. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Appearing with what? With our reward. Oh, glory. Oh, glory to God. Am I preaching here? With our reward. I'm not aware, just out of time. We'll continue God willing next week. Shall we stand to our feet? Hallelujah to Jesus. The way to prosperity the keys to prosperity the keys to divine blessings are our portions are our portions are our portions are our portions hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah let's speak to God about these things we pray let's speak to God about what's with